Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 140, nice round number, and we're talking about what to put in your carry-on bag. See, I'm addicted to these round numbers. Yeah, yeah. It really feels like you're progressing <laughs> when you get to something with an O on the end. feels like success. Yeah. <laughs> Smooth. Well, what have we been up to this week? Well, we've been working quite hard, a bit too hard, <laughs> going to the city every day, and then every night we've had something on, like meeting people or just doing something. Mm. I've been meeting with a friend to try and perfect my Spanish. <laughs> uh, perfect it, yes. <laughs> that's, what, that's, actually, what, that's what you expect nine months after you start learning a language. Yeah, 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 complete my, fluency and perfection. That's right, that's yeah. right, yeah. You should go write your first novel in Spanish now. I should, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Smooth. Well, it's um, it's... The weather here has been quite nice. I mean, I will, um, I'll take a photo of the view from uh, today's studio, which oh is a goodness. friend's living room, and um, I'll maybe put up a few seconds of video on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash Indie Travel Podcast. It's or, quite incredibly um, spectacular. Or I'll chuck it in the uh, the advanced version if you're if you're watching on iTunes. Um, you should be able to see a photo of the, the view from our studio. It's amazing. We're sitting at the dining room table, but in front of us is the balcony. We're inside, but if we were outside... Um, which have the fresh air in addition to the view we already have of the mm. harbour, some islands, a peninsula, some boats going by. There's, oh, is there a kayaker? Oh, there's a little oh, this, Yeah. Yeah. The tide's out, so there aren't too many windsurfers because it's a bit shallow for them. But, um, yeah, it's gorgeous. It is. It's absolutely stunning. Hey, a little bit of site news before we get into our today's show, uh, what to put in your carry-on bag. We have a survey running in the uh, sidebar of the site and also on the homepage at IndieTravelPodcast.com and there we're asking what should we make next or in other words what would you buy from us if we put it together. Um, So we're asking about a members center, iPhone apps, travel forum, itineraries, um, some books, uh, a how to travel book, um, guidebooks for places or books on how to make money while you're traveling or anything else that you can think of. Yeah, that and, handy um, other button. <laughs> yes. So what we're trying to do is um, just get some focus for the site for this year. Uh, we're going to be doing audio, we're going to be doing video, and we're going to be doing articles on site. So what next? What, what do you want from us um, is the magical question. All right, well, let's get on to it. If you're traveling for any length of time, you will probably hop on a plane at some point. And when you hop on that plane, there are some things you can do to make your trip a bit more enjoyable. And we've talked about, you know, um, being in the the line for security and, you know, what to have in your pockets and that kind of thing. But um, there are other things you can do. And one of those things is to think about what to put in your carry-on bag. So the airlines will tell you what not to take, you know, things like scissors, flammables, bottled water, Actually, that list gets longer and longer every time I think about it, so let's not go there. (laughs) (laughs) They'll tell you about that, but we want to tell you what you should have in that bag. Absolutely. Um, So, of course, you've got your essentials. Somewhere on your body, you should have your passport, your plane tickets, um, your wallet, and a pen. Yeah, and in your wallet, it's a good idea to have some currency for the country you're going to. So if you're going to the States, you should have some some US dollars, and if you're going to... um, New Zealand, you should have New Zealand dollars, etc., etc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, just don't don't forget your passport. We, oh uh, my goodness! I was driving Linda and a colleague of hers out to the airport in Auckland one day for uh, it was just a one week or two week no, job two over weeks. in Aussie. Yeah. Um, yes, but Matt managed to leave his passport at home. It was amazing. So... We were standing in line, and he and Craig decided to go and get some McDonald's for breakfast. So I was standing in line with all the bags, and suddenly Matt came running back, going, "Oh." 
And I was like, oh, what? He goes, I don't have my passport. And luckily, Craig hadn't left yet because you had to go to work. Yeah. This was, this was early in the morning. It was well, about 7 o'clock in the morning, and you had to start work at 8.30. Luckily, he lived quite close to the airport, so he and Craig went back, picked it up, and came back in time. But the whole time I was standing in the line wondering if they were going to come back in time. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was quite classy. Um, so I've got there, of course, passport and tickets. Um, wallet for obvious reasons and also a pen why do, why are you saying a pen's an a essential, pen is essential. Thing? i mean you're gonna to have to fill in all sorts of things as you go things like landing cards custom declaration things like that and it's always a good idea to have a pen and also moving on to the entertainment section if you're wanting to write in your diary or do a puzzle or something you'll need a pen for that yeah, okay so what what other things have you got in entertainment well, a book, definitely always worth having a book. I mean, there's magazines on the plane usually, although if it's a budget flight, you might have to buy that. But um, yeah, have the book that you're reading at the moment, maybe like Sudoku or something else to keep your brain active. Okay, so some kind of puzzle. Yeah, I mean, I always have puzzles, but you might want something different. We usually have games like chess or backgammon or, you know, something like that that we can play on the, on the, on the plane that's quite fun. Yeah, we've got little magnetic versions. And one of our big problems, because this list yeah. came out of our planning, uh, we're taking off down to Christchurch in just seven days, and then um, in 17 days we'll be flying out to uh, Buenos Aires. Santiago. Uh, no, to Santiago. Oh, I my goodness. <laughs> we're going to somewhere in South America. It's you know, quite it's, different. It's such a small place. It's, <laughs> you know, they're just right next to each other. Um, You're special. <laughs> Special times, special friends. Um, so, yeah, we are flying out soon, and so this list came out of that. And one of our problems is that we actually have too many small travel-sized portable games. We have far too many, and we like them all. I mean, we've got chess, we've got Chinese checkers, we've got backgammon, we've got mm-hmm. cards, of course, we've got Connect Four. Yep, and we're Yahtzee. about to buy... Oh, yeah, Travel Yahtzee now and Travel Connect Four. They're both yep. awesome. Mm-hmm. We're about to buy um, the Settlers of Catan card game. Yeah. So if you've played the big board game, which you can buy from <clears throat> seriouslyboard.co.nz, which is another website I run... Um, <laughs> And yeah, so there's a there's a card game version of it. So we're going to buy a pack, and our friend's going to buy a pack, so we can play this hacked up four player version as we travel around. Yeah, but of course, just, of course, these games are only useful if you're traveling with someone. You know, it's mm. not really much fun trying to play chess by yourself. That's true. Yeah, although we we once did play chess, we were on a plane um, going back from Turkey. I think it was a, an EasyJet flight, and they have three seats on one side of the aisle and three seats on the other. So. Our three colleagues were sitting on one side of the aisle and we were sitting on the other. And we were playing a game of chess across the aisle. Yeah. So we were one team and they were the other team. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, as we proceeded to drink more and more through the flight, um, Linda and, yeah, I mean, our, 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 chess, team won. Yeah. Our, our chess skills improved while theirs decreased. So, yeah. um, it was yeah. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it was good fun. Um, so... You're, you're, you're into your games. I'm I'm into media consumption. Oh, yes. So, so an iPod would also go into that category. Yeah, um, definitely. So I've got, yeah, iPod, laptop, um, as many spare batteries as I can be bothered carrying. Um, yeah, things like that, electronics. Yeah. But it's always worth having a paper-based thing as well because quite often you're not allowed to use your electronics for the first half an hour that you're on the mm-hmm. plane. So having something to do during that time is always worthwhile. Yeah. Something I hate I just love about, twiddling my thumbs. Yeah. I was going to say, something I love about Air New Zealand is that you can start watching their in-flight movies as soon as you get on the plane, yeah. and you can watch it. They only turn it off for a couple of minutes while you're actually in the the very middle of your takeoff. That's right. They pause and it, so, and they, you know, when they're doing the flight yeah. announcements, they pause yeah. it as well. So it's every, really good. everyone's got their own screen, and, and yeah, as soon as you sit down, you can start a movie. It's, it's wonderful. It's cool. 
Okay, so next, moving on to clothes. Now, clothes are quite an important thing. Now, we always try to make sure that in our carry-on luggage we have some essentials just in case our bags go missing um, from the hold. So I've always got like a spare pair of undies, something like that. Mm -hmm. But in terms of if you don't want to do that, you should still have a light jumper because it can get quite cold on the plane. And also clothes for your destination. So if you're going somewhere really hot from somewhere really cold, you'll probably be wearing jeans and jumper when you get on the plane. But you won't want to be wearing those when you get off the plane. You should be prepared to get changed pretty quickly. And vice versa, you know. If you're coming from somewhere cool, you want to have a jacket when you arrive in the in the really cold place. Mm, that's right. And, um, yeah, think about the times when you're taking off and the times mm. you're landing as well. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, arriving late at night can, you know, really decrease the temperature. So yeah. even if it's quite a warm location, even somewhere tropical, um, it could be really cold at night. That's right. And you don't really want to be digging around your main bag. Or if your main bag is missing, you don't want to get stuck not having the clothes that you need when you arrive. Yeah, I guess the thing with clothes, um, when you carry on, you really are thinking about what to do or thinking about what might happen if your bag goes missing. That's right. And so that, that's kind of the logic behind taking a spare pair of undies or something like that. Well, that's it. And I mean, toiletry items are also important in this category. Like, always have a toothbrush and toothpaste in mm -hmm. your carry-on. I mean, just one of those little ones. Yeah. And, um, then, and then you can brush your teeth before you go, get off the plane if you want to. But also, if your stuff goes missing, you're sorted. Yeah, I always, um, makes me seem pretty metro, but I always like having some moisturizer with me on the plane. Uh -huh. Yeah, shut up. No, actually, um, that's a good point because it does get quite dry on the plane. I always have lip balm for the same reason. Yeah, um, yeah, because they're recycling all the air, it just dries out. And um, yeah, you begin to feel really gunky. Mm. I mean, sure, a, a one hour, two hour flight, it doesn't matter so much. Yeah, but, but if, a 12 -hour you're, if you're doing a 12 hour transatlantic um, or trans Pacific, it's, yeah, it's difficult. You, you yeah. feel horrible. It's nice to be able to freshen up before you get off the plane mm. as well. So for the same reason, having a brush or a comb and deodorant is really yeah. nice. Yeah, especially for the people around you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also just when you're getting off the plane, you like to feel refreshed. You don't like to feel all sticky and yeah. icky, you know. That's right. Um, if you need any medication, then um, please take that with you and yeah. take it with you in your carry-on. Even if you're, you're meant to be going on a short flight, mm. uh, if you're going to need your medication, take it with you because your plane might get delayed on the tarmac. Yeah, we heard a horror um, story about this oh, recently. Yeah. Do you want to tell that story? Yeah, it was on a podcast that we listened to called Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. And it was about a guy who just, um, he was on a plane and the plane got delayed because I think the, the, bar the baggage cart that was carrying the baggage to the plane, crashed into the plane, so it got the plane got stuck on the tarmac while um, repairs were being held. And um, so they were delayed three or four hours. When they finally took off, um, people had been sitting in the plane for, you know, five hours, which should have been a one-hour flight. And um, this guy just started acting quite crazy because he didn't have his medication because mm. he thought it was only going to be a one-and-a-half-hour, two-hour flight. Yeah. His medication was in his hold baggage, and um, he didn't have it with him, so... Yeah, you know. yeah, and yeah, <laughs> trouble. Really um, trouble. So it's definitely with whatever your medication is. If you need it for at any time during the day, yeah, have it with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thinking medication, um, contact lenses for those of us who wear them, mm, and the solution, and the solution. Now, contact lens solutions a bit tricky. So remember um, to check out what amount of liquids you're able to bring on the plane definitely um in uh, metric countries it's 100 mils per bottle mm -hmm. 
But if you've got a 150ml bottle and it's only half full, it, you still can't carry it. Yeah, the so, maximum is a 100ml bottle. Yeah. Whatever amount of liquid that's in there, it doesn't matter, yeah. 100ml bottles. And actually, it's really difficult to find contact lens solution in 100ml bottles because they're usually 120 is yes. the smallest. Yeah, the travel size is... Yeah. Unable to be used for travelling. Yeah, no, no, I know. They, they, they divided, devised them before this new rule was put in place, but they just haven't adapted. Yeah. Oh, some of them have. You know, you can get little 60ml uh, bottles now. So there are little packs at most airports. So look out for those. Mm. Um, Painkillers, sleeping pills? We don't really advise that you take sleeping pills on a plane because if anything goes wrong, you want to be alert. Mm. But uh, some people like to take things like, um, what is it, melatonin? Yeah, melatonin. Um to change your sleep patterns. Um, someone was talking the other day about Ambien, which is um, a, a sleeping drug. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit bit tougher. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan. Um, I like to let my body do its thing naturally, and mm-hmm. if that means a day or two of jet lag, then that means a day or two of jet lag. Mm-hmm. I try not to, to push a lot of chemicals in it to, to keep things oh, balanced. Yeah. But, but if you um, are the kind of person who likes that kind of thing, then, yeah. then sure, but... I think if you're going to take sleeping pills, make sure you're traveling with someone who isn't taking them so that you, mm. you know. you got someone to look after you. That's right. Yeah. Um, so it's not only that um, something might get wrong. There's also potential confusion or trouble in mm. customs on either side of the flight. Yeah. Um, drugs that are legal in one country and just sold over the counter might be completely illegal in another country. Yeah, that's something to be aware um, of. For example, grease and codeine oh, always yeah. springs to mind. That's um, right. Here in New Zealand, you can buy painkillers with codeine in it over the counter at a pharmacy, mm-hmm. um, but you can't uh, take those if into Greece. Take them into Greece, you'll get locked up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so things like that. Always, if you've got medication, especially specialist medication, then ensure that you um, ensure that you've got the script for it, the prescription. That's right. Now, another thing, if you're going on a long flight. Especially if it's a budget flight, it's worth having some sustenance. We always have, a, yes. have some snacks in our bag, just some muesli bars or something like that, because we don't really like paying for the uh, inflated prices that our favorite airlines like to charge. Mm-hmm. Even if you're going on a, a traditional flight, it's usually worth having something in there. Um, I always have a water bottle. Of course, I have to finish the water before I go through, um, go through security, but then I can fill it up on the other side. There's usually a cafe that will mm-hmm. fill it up for you. Now, some of the new flight security rules might not allow you to do that if you're flying oh, really? out of the States. Oh, yeah, gosh. so it's it's toughened up again, but I think that all that probably has been released by now or will be yeah. re- um, relaxed again very, very soon. And even so, you can usually buy a bottle flight side. So if you buy a bottle of water at a... It, yeah, it I, th- I think they were trying to close down on even that. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, it's just <laughs> flight security theatre. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, snack, something to drink, something to eat. Although be aware, if you're flying into New Zealand, you must declare any food that you're bringing into the country. So make sure you don't bring any fruit in. So if you, you had a banana in your bag, make sure you either throw it away or eat it before you go through security because otherwise you'll be hit by a nice $200 fine. Yeah, countries like New Zealand and Australia where biosecurity is really important, mm-hmm. um, you can't even take food off of the flight. Yeah. So food you get served in the air, mm-hmm. um, that actually all gets destroyed. Yeah. Um, so you're not allowed to bring that with you. Yeah, I heard about someone who, you know, you get those little packets of cheese and crackers. Mm-hmm. Well, she took it off the flight with her into New Zealand. And, of course, they said, no, you can't do that. And she's like, but it was on the plane. They're like, do you see on the form if where it says, do you have any food on your person? That's food. Is it food? She says, <laughs> yes. But it was on the plane. She's like, they're like, is it food? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, 
it's okay. You just have to declare it. If it's if it's fruit or vegetables, you have to throw it away. But if it's packaged food, like muesli bars or something like that, just um, declare it on your form, and usually they'll they'll have no problem with it. If they do have a problem with it, the worst that will happen is it'll be thrown away because you've declared it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just just make sure if you've got if you're going into a country that asks you if you've got food, tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so comfort items. Oh are, yeah. Um, yeah, I... So teddy bears and... <laughs> no, that was a joke. Okay. No? Really? <laughs> I want a teddy bear. You can take your teddy bear and I will not take my teddy bear. Right. Unless you want to take Kleiner Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, things like a sleep mask to cover mm-hmm. your eyes um, or and earplugs. Definitely earplugs. They're um, worthwhile. Earplugs for children. Because um, <laughs> apparently you're not allowed to stuff things in their mouth to stop them making noise. <laughs> The earplugs are for you, not for the children. Because, you know, they, they won't go in their mouths. They, they, yeah. won't, they, won't, they won't get them well enough. <laughs> so um, next thing... Well, Craig, the next one is sleep phones. Oh, yeah, sleep phones. These are my, my new toy um, that make me look like a, an athlete from the 80s. It's hilarious. Every night we go to bed and Craig's lying in there with this... this Oh, it's hilarious. I mean, they're really great. Sleep phones are wonderful, don't, don't get me wrong. But they, they do look hilarious because it's this bright blue polar fleece headband that's got um, speakers in it that go over your ears so it's comfortable for when you're going to sleep you know because mm. earbuds in your ears while you're trying to sleep you're lying on your ear you know you just can't yeah comfortable. i just see my thing was i'd buy nice well quite nice quite expensive headphones mm-hmm. um maybe around the hundred dollar mark us and then i'd destroy them because i'd fall asleep with them on in my ears and as i turned in the night um the wires would just break or, or yeah. pull out of the headphones, um, destroy the solder. And so, yeah, I was going through a couple of hundred dollars worth of headphones a year, yeah. which was not pretty for people traveling on a budget. No, definitely um, not. And so, um, yeah, I got these sleep phones and we'll do a review on them um, this Wednesday on the site. And, yeah, they're, they're a polar fleece headband with very, very thin, quite comfortable um, speakers. See, I don't know if you definitely need them on a flight, though, because it's not like you're lying on you. No, no, but the thing is that it, um, you can pull it down over your eyes, oh, so yeah. it works as the as head a head mask, and as then, a sleep mask, as a yeah, and then also That's you've got idea. the um, the ambient noise, yeah, um, and so you know any headphones over a twelve-hour flight can get really mm, uncomfortable. You, the, the inside of your ears start to get sore. You're right. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and over-ear headphones are too big and bulky, mm-hmm. so it's it's a good compromise. Yeah, I'm, yeah, okay, okay. I'm, I'm I'm really seeing. It. I mean, you'll look like an idiot. Well, I'll look like an idiot. You'll look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's nothing new. I've <laughs> I've always done comfort over style. I think you look spectacular with those. <laughs> All you need is like some wristbands and um, some really short shorts. Yeah. And you could go running. That would be cool. Yeah. Or I could become an NBA star. Yes. Awesome. From the 80s. From the 80s. <laughs> Let's make that <laughs> clear. Okay. Another comfort item are some sweets. It's good to have some sweets with you because when you're taking off or landing, sometimes you get that, that pressure in your ears and sucking on something can help with that. Mm-hmm. Sure can. Um, so they would be the things that are often in a carry-on baggage. And you might say... That's actually quite a lot of stuff for people that like to travel light. Yeah, but that's pretty much everything we have. So we just put it all in our bags, <laughs> in our carry-on bags. Yeah, so yeah, to, to bounce back on that, I mean, we are traveling with... I've got a carry-on bag that is full of computers and electronics. It's got 
a microphone, the, um, the video camera, the point-and-click camera, two laptops, power cords, um, everything that we need to produce the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Linda's got another carry-on bag with pretty much everything she we're owns. Planning on, we're it. planning on just traveling with my carry-on bag. So Craig yeah. will have a full bag that will go on the hold and a carry-on bag, and I'll have a carry-on bag, and that'll be it. Yeah, and that's it. So, yeah, it's it's pretty big carry-on, but it's that's almost everything. And if it wasn't for all the electronics, then um, we'd just be carrying two carry-on bags. Mm. That's the that's the eventual goal, is yeah. to downsize to two carry-ons. It's not hard. I mean, when we went to Greece for a week, we were going on a flight that was like a, a charter flight. So everyone going on this flight was coming back in a week. So we were all going for a week, and we are all going to the same hotel because that was part of the package. And... Um, we had our, our, what was it, 12-litre day packs, 15-litre day packs, because mm. we are going for a week. And there were people with two suitcases each. I don't know what they were doing. Yep. But you just don't need that sort of stuff. I mean, if you're going for a week, you can go just carry on. And I think if you're, if you're going for longer, you can go big carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, you definitely do. You have to push the boundaries of mm-hmm. what, a, what a carry-on bag is. But yep. yeah, certainly. And that saves you a lot on... Um, well, on lost time mm-hmm. um, while you're waiting for check-in and then waiting for your bags to come through. And it also saves you quite a bit of money on many, many, many airlines now who are this charging for, um, for check-in bags. Most do these days. I mean, we, we, like to carry out, we like to travel with at least one whole bag because we like to take our pocket knife with us, which we've talked about in the past, and, um, and our sporks and other things that are sharp. It's just really inconvenient not having those. So mm. I think the inconvenience of having hold bag makes up for having those items all the time yeah so yeah i'd agree with that so um yeah that was our list of uh, essential things that you should have in your carry-on bag the only other thing to add is anything you can't afford to lose yes definitely yeah if you don't want to lose it put it in your carry-on bag (laughs) because i mean it's only a small percentage of things that go missing and um you know you don't want to think that they will go missing but you do need to be prepared for it mm. although one thing i would recommend i mean we've talked about global bag tags in the past yeah and they're really good for um putting on your bag just in case things go missing because they have a really good rate of return basically it's just a, a luggage tag that you put on your hold bag and um you pay a small fee yearly to be part of the system and then um if your bag goes missing you enter the code into the computer mm. and it's you know like a, an honor system people find the bags a, and, yeah there's an online database mm-hmm. so they can connect you up with where you're traveling rather than sending your bag home while you're out on the road yeah it's just really good um, it means that if your bag goes missing you're likely to get it back again yeah um thinking about things that uh we've talked about recently um changes to flight security rules um we've got an article on that on the site uh written by rob cole Mm -hmm. uh rob's uh written for us before he's a long-term listener based in auckland he was recently in conde nast um traveler magazine yeah um interviewed he's done over seven million air miles um he's amazing so he's uh he's I think he's the most travelled indie travel podcast uh, podcast listener. If I think that would if, be fair to say. But if, if you think you're more travelled than him, yeah. let us know because do, we'd love to hear from do you. Let us know, yes. <laughs> and you guys can fight it out. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Uh, we've also got a review of a Spanish program that uh, we've been using oh, to yeah. learn Spanish that's just so gone cool. up on the site, uh, Bueno Entonces. And I found out today, I got um, an email from them um, after we reviewed it, saying they're giving away a trip to Buenos Aires. Are they? So they are. And so we'll have details. I'm going to go and edit that um, that article 
today with information on how you can win that trip. So I want to win that trip. <laughs> well, you'll have to listen to my instructions and, um, and obey. I, admittedly, I am going to Buenos Aires pretty soon, so <laughs> yeah. maybe I don't really need to win that trip. Yeah, possibly not. <laughs> um, so yeah, come and have a look at that review, um, Bueno Entonces, Learn Spanish on your iPod, and um, yeah, we'll have information there about how you might be able to win that trip. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty much us for this week. It is. We're off to the Busking Festival. The International Buskers Festival is on in Auckland um, over this long holiday weekend. We went to see it in Christchurch a few years ago, and it was so cool. So we're looking forward to seeing it in our own city. Yeah. So it should be fun. And, yeah, apart from that, we're finishing off work on uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, We'll be having some drinks if you're in Auckland um, next Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, Get in touch through uh, twitter.com forward slash indie travel or facebook.com forward slash indie travel or indietravelpodcast.com. And, um, yeah, we'll give you the details of that and come have a drink with us before we leave for Christchurch. Mm -hmm. And if you're in Christchurch, then get in touch and we'll meet up there. Yeah, we might be doing a meet-up. I believe Nomadic Matt's going to be in town for some of the time we're there, so maybe um, Matt Kepnes and us might end up at a bar one night and you can come along and join us. Yeah, that'd be great. So until next week, travel well.